As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Siftbot Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. The podcast that can talk about pirates and still not be rated R. It's Siftbot. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It was a good talk. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> Welcome to Siftbot, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo. I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm also joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Unless it's like this week, <laughs> where it's just the two of us. What did I say last time? It was just it was like so intimate and person. And I, I got really, <laughs> weird. really I got weird. really weird with it, but you made it really weird. My heart was in the right place. You went to a Pete Holmes place. You made it weird. <laughs> uh, thanks for showing up, guys. We're gonna have a blast today. It is my birthday, by the way. <gasps> Happy birthday! Uh, yes, this is the you day of my 35. birth. Thirty-five. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind. I actually don't mind. I'm actually forty-two today. And I enjoy every single year for what it is. I think that's part of how you stay young. You know, is you just, years are just numbers and you just kind of do what you do through your life, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll be to 42 someday. You'll still be awesome. In right? 12 years, yeah. yeah. Or, no, 11 years, yeah. So, yeah. So today is my day of birth. What should I do on my birthday? Um, You should watch your sift shames. <laughs> No, That's true. you should. You know what you should do? You should do one of my favorite pastimes. Go to Dickerson Park Zoo. Just have a little walk around. Oh, yeah. What I like to do if I just need a day where I chill out, put on an audio book, just walk around, look at animals. We don't have a giraffe ready to give birth at our zoo, though, so uh, like it's totally not internet famous. There's probably like a an emu or something. <laughs> <laughs> Laid a few eggs. An emu? <laughs> I'm there, man. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us. You know, Andrew mentioned the Sif Shame. That was part of the uh, patron pre-show today. I listed five movies, four of which I had not seen, and there were some doozies. So if you support the podcast, that'll show up right in your supporter podcast feed, uh, and you can check it out there. 
We are going to uh, eventually review Baywatch and the new Pirates. Uh, we'll, of course, do our buried treasure in a Sift quest. But let's start with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world, and I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. But this week, instead of a Do We Care, we are starting off with a We Care Deeply as Roger Moore, a.k.a. one of the most famous James Bonds have ever has passed away at the age of 89. Yeah, what was he known? I, and you may not know, and that's fine, because I don't know. But do you mm. know, is he known for anything outside of doing Bond? Probably, uh, forgive me, it's just I'm such a huge Bond guy. That's right. That's the that, only thing I associate with. I'm the same with. way. I'm totally the same way. Was, I just wondered uh, if you'd looked anything for, up. Uh, I know, I... Uh, just the seven Bond movies that he was in are the ones that I know of. So yeah, I it's you know it's always great to remember people when they pass, and I think that's one of the beautiful things that you can take from the rough moment for you know their family and the situation or whatever is just to you know kind of remember that they put something into the world that people love, and that's cool, and that's you know that's something all of us can aspire to. You know, yeah. just put something out into the world that people love. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's super horrible because. Moonraker, Man with a Golden Gun, uh, Octopussy's Spy Who Loved Me, All Up For Your Eyes Only. I'm forgetting a few, but mm-hmm. I loved Roger Moore's Bonds because he was such a wildly different Bond than any other that had come before him. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Connery was, you know, ma- yeah, he was misogynistic as they all are, but uh, he was, you know, very serious and debonair, whereas uh, Tim... Uh, not Tim, I almost said Tim Allen. And that Tim Allen as James Bond Tim, would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, but uh, Roger he's Moore got time was, on his hands now that his show's been canceled. I so. guess I guess it pick, got picked up by a different network. Did though. they? Yeah. But um, let me guess, Fox. Yeah, Fox yeah, I figured. It up. Uh, that's what I've heard anyway. I don't know if that's confirmed. That's not. That's I hadn't not. Heard that's that. not a do we care. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I liked uh, Roger Moore because he was so. It was. They were the funny. They were the comedic James Bonds, yeah. and they weren't ashamed of that. Timothy Dalton. Timothy is, Dalton. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, but then you got into like Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig, and they went back to the more serious. So. The only outlier in that is Roger Moore, and uh, he was... I love those Bond movies so much. Yeah. I, yeah. The other one, and I'm not sure if it's in your list, but the other place we want to send our hearts and prayers out, obviously, is to Zach Snyder's family for everything that they've been going through since March. Yep. Uh, do you want to just uh, lead, lead right into that then? Is Did you have that as well? Yeah, I had that in there as well. So Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I look at the news, and obviously it's... You just... All you do... All you can do is just feel, you know, just feel for them and what they're going through. And um, I've actually been really impressed knowing the vitriol that people put on him and the movies he makes. The support that was heading his way. I have been really impressed. Yeah. And and that that actually brightens my day a lot because we think of our culture as being so negative. Mm -hmm. And I, I could be wrong. I'm sure it exists. Yeah. But I did not see anyone in my Twitter feed or anywhere else that took that opportunity to uh, say something insensitive or bring up the movies or whatever. So I, I've, exactly. I've really taken some encouragement from that. I like that we can be human to each other, you know? Yeah. For those uh, who don't know what we're talking about, Zack Snyder, who's the director of like Batman vs. Superman in the upcoming Justice League, he, uh, he had a uh, death in his family. His uh, daughter passed away, unfortunately, and uh, and I, and it, it's not a se- I mean she committed suicide and I know yeah. that's you know that adds a whole nother level of just of difficulty horribleness mm-hmm. and uh, 
and I've had family members who have committed suicide, and it's mm. horrible. So my thoughts go imagine. out to a Zack Snyder. Is, I, it's a child, so I'll never understand what that's like. Yeah. So, but uh. Oh, can't imagine. Yeah. So yeah, our our thoughts, prayers, all that with them, um, and what they're going through. And I think Joss Whedon is stepping in to to yeah. finish off post production on Justice League. Would it seem in bad taste if we were to discuss that element of it? No. Okay. I mean, it's just. I mean, at that point, it's news. Yeah. Um, I think it's exciting news. I love Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting. I think they're done though. With all of the creative part, other it's than possibly all, the editing a little bit. Which but. is what I wanted to uh, touch on, yeah. just real quick. Um, for the simple fact that I've always said that Zack Snyder knows how to make a beautiful movie. It's just I've always found that his pacing is very mm-hmm. lacking. Whereas Joss Whedon, on the other hand, can make a movie flow like no other. So I'm thinking if he were to take all the footage that was filmed by Zack Snyder and his crew, then he may be able to take all of that footage that's already beautiful and just make it flow. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting, whatever the case may be. And that's um, my best case scenario. For yeah. This. So, yeah. I mean, I I want it to be good. I want every movie I go to to be good. I feel yeah. the same way about Wonder Woman next week. I want it to be good. I want it to be the first DC movie since maybe uh, Man of Steel yeah. that I came out with some positive, you know, thoughts on. Yeah. So. I to- totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more, and this is actually a do we care? No, right. we care deeply. Although it is. Sad news. Uh, the Resident Evil films are already being rebooted. <laughs> uh, you know me. Like, bring it on. Whatever. Yeah. I, if it, Who knows? It could be amazing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> I, I did want to read this quote, and this is from Mia Jovovich, who we all know is the main protagonist uh, uh, from, the, from that film series. And before that, we all know her as the fifth element. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought you were going with a joke there, and I just oh, didn't no. know. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, I th- she says, I think what made Resident Evil so special is that the people involved really loved what they were doing and really were fans of the game. I think that's ironic because those movies have nothing to do with the games. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, uh, I don't think uh, Paul W.S. Anderson or Mia Jovovich will be involved in this new reboot unless they're just producers. So, well, yeah, because it's a reboot. It's not yeah. an extension. So Hopefully they stay more true to the uh, source material, which is the Capcom games. I, I finally got around to watching the latest one. I'm sorry. The final one. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love I certainly didn't like it. But yeah. of the Resident Evil movies, I actually thought it tied up that series in kind of an interesting way. I liked where it went, and I can't say that for most of them. Yeah. So, you know. There was there was a little bit there for me to go. Okay, cool. You wrapped it up. Nice. That is going to also speaking of wrap it up. It's going <laughs> to wrap it up for Do We Care. All right, let's move on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no tales. Pirates had infected the seas for generations, so I vowed to eliminate them all. And then, there was this boy, Jack Sparrow. Follow him in! He took everything from me. And filled me with... Rage. Rage. 
Pirates Dead Men Tell No Tales brings back Johnny Depp for his fifth turn as Jack Sparrow, this time with a couple shipmates searching for their fathers and Poseidon's trident. All right, Andrew, let's get into it. Pirates of the Caribbean, it's the fifth one. Did you like it, love it, it was okay, didn't like it, or hated it? Did not like it. Okay, not quite hated it? Didn't hate it. Okay, good, good. Uh, It takes a lot for me to hate a movie. Okay, all right. I have a feeling I'm going to defend this movie quite a bit during our review. Okay. Uh, But let me just say this. It was okay. I'm not going for liked it. I'm firmly in the it was okay camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the best one since the first one. I, mm. I had more fun in this one than I've had in any of two, three, or four. No. For me. Which one would you say is the best The best one? Other oh, number than the, one. Number well, other than the, number one is uh, what I'm saying. Probably uh, number two. I think they've gradually gotten But number worse. two didn't have an ending. Like, because they made two and three at the same time, number yeah. two was like a complete waste of time, it felt like. No, I was I was okay with that because they've done that, you know, part one and part two, even though it was part two and part three. But uh, I, I didn't mind that. And I thought that the Davy Jones aspect of it was mm-hmm. really intriguing. I thought the Kraken was awesome. And uh, I, I didn't just, there was no, I think the sense of wonder in these movies has died off for me. And I didn't mean to jump into cons already. No, 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 that's fine. But, uh, I'm sure that's that's foremost on our thoughts uh, yeah. since, and I know it's, uh, you know, I've looked since I did my review, and it's not doing very well on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think it's around 30 or something like that, which yeah. I guess isn't horrible, horrible, you know, but. Um, yep. <clears throat> so I haven't seen a lot of good comment on it. I will say I, I did find parts of it enjoyable. And so we can start there with some of the pros. Okay. Um, my major pro is the way this series can do kind of Rube Goldberg action kind of stuff. Um, the guillotine scene is really clever yeah. and really fun. Yeah. And we, will, we won't necessarily spoil exactly what that means here. We'll probably talk a little more in spoilers. But yeah. <laughs> um, there was that, and there were a couple other moments where I was like, this is what I love about this franchise. Like, if there's something I, I love, there's actually two things. But the one is that it gets really inventive with its action. It's both slapstick and also clever when it wants to be. Sometimes it's just slapstick, and that I'm not, you know, as much a fan of. But when it's both slapstick and clever, it reminds me of, like, um, Jackie Chan. You know, how he would use his environment in, you know, kind of almost that same Rube Goldbergian way where it felt, well, yeah, there's kind of some interesting, you know physical stuff going on here but it's also smart in the way that it's using its environment yeah so i like some of that stuff yeah uh i only had one pro uh it's that johnny depp has this character nailed down and uh for as many does it times, still work for you i was just saying for as many times as i've seen him do this character he still makes me laugh sometimes i'm not saying that i i see that you know the first time I saw Johnny Depp as Sparrow, and I was mm-hmm. blown away, like, man, he is like really bringing it. Yeah, it was it. so fresh. It was like you'd never seen anything like it. Exactly. Yeah. But now that you know the jig is up, and we know that you know he's just you know putting on the hat again, it's uh, it's surprising that every now and then I can still laugh, like at the guillotine scene, mm-hmm. or you know his his rum drunkenness and all that stuff. I said this in my review. I think he is best in this series when he is our court jester. I think he is best when he is not part of the central plot, but just somebody who comes along with us and makes us laugh every once in a while. If he was a side character instead of the main focus, he would be unstoppable. And I think he is more in this one a side character, which I loved. And and, and really in the first one, he's kind of a side character in many ways, too. So 
I think it's kind of getting it's back three to, and four. He's like, yeah, it. it's all about him. And I think that's where the, the, you know, the series really kind of loses some of that charm, but I think he kind of gets back to it here. Mm-hmm. And I think I had it as, as a yellow in my review. So, you know, kind of depending on how you feel about his performance will depend on whether yeah. you like it or not. But I liked it. I, I thought he was good in this one. Yeah, it's like a spice. If you put too much of it in a dish, you know, it's just going to ruin the entire thing. But enough of it can really make it work. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's my food analogy. There you go. Um, Listen, every movie can be made better with a food analogy. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more pros? No. Um, the only other thing that would be close to a pro, and maybe we'll use this to move into a con, is I feel like... There's this interesting thing that can happen with franchises about this time where everybody throws their hands up and goes, well, I guess this is what it is, and that's okay. It happened with the Fast and Furious franchise with Fast Five. You know what? I was that you're, We're thinking of the exact same scene. Is that a great comparison? That's the exact same. Well, it's the exact I, same scene. No, I know the scene <laughs> you're, you're talking about. Yes, it really is kind of the exact same scene. But I'm thinking even on more a philosophical level, People threw their hands up with Fast Five and went, oh, it knows what kind of movie it is. This is what it wants to be. Let bombastic be bombastic. Yeah, let's just go along for the ride. And I think that's possible (laughs) to do with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because they are something that is all their own. There's no other movie that's in this kind of piratey, you know, old school sailing ships, you know, kind of genre in being this kind of, you know, ridiculous, silly action kind of thing. The only thing I would say to that is from a physics standpoint i thought that the first one was way more grounded you know in a more realistic sense okay fair enough fair enough whereas as the movies have gone on they've gotten progressively more you know i'm not saying that the things that they do in the first pirates of the caribbean are plausible or you know they're pulling off some pretty crazy wire work but at the same time they're not doing what fast and the furious does where like Physics doesn't matter anymore as right. long as it looks cool. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the movies have gradually turned into. I think for Fast and the Furious, it kind of works. I don't know if I'd say it works the exact it same way well, in I, Pirates. You can tell it's not working, but it's interesting to me to think about why it works for one fr- franchise and why it might not work for another. Yeah. Um, because I, I think there's a little bit of confirmation bias that goes on where we all know the Pirates movies have gotten worse and worse. And yeah. so we're kind of looking more for, you know, the the bad things. Um, and somewhere, sometimes that just that transition happens where people are like, well, maybe it's just what it is. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. And let's just enjoy it for what it is. And it just hasn't happened with pirates. Yeah. And that's OK, because, again, they're not great. Like, this story was pretty awful, if you want to get into the cons. It's based off of a ride. <laughs> There's nothing to it. No, I mean, specifically where they, like, the way they oh, approach the story okay. in this movie is is a mess i thought okay so but yeah go into some cons uh i was really hoping with his pedigree that javier bardin would be this very memorable and formidable villain you know but he he left me with this very forgettable and lackluster performance and i was really disappointed because you know thinking whenever i think of javier bardin i think no country for old men right one of the greatest villains of all time is anton shakur i mean Whenever I saw the trailers, and I'm like, oh, this is possibly going to bring, you know, the pirates back to, you know, like, maybe there's going to be a sense of dread finally. But no, I was You know what part of it is? What? It's not really about him. Like, it's not, he is a central villain, but he doesn't even feel really crucial to the plot. No. And that's, that's, so how are we supposed to really care about hating that character or who that character is or any kind of comeuppance that that character might or might not get? 
if he hasn't been really what we've been told to care about. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't have any direct impact on on either of the two. What I felt were again, this is part of the story problem. Is it wants to focus on too many of these um, stories, and they don't have a theme that really ties them together. And so I feel like if this movie had chosen one of Three main stories, which maybe we'll get into in spoilers. If it had chosen one of those three stories or themes and just like centralized on the momentum of that plot, it might have had more energy to it. Like it might have felt like you were more invested. There are so many throwaway villains in this movie that you think like there's the Brit. uh, I don't want to get into too many specifics, but there's there's characters where you're like, okay, maybe they can be like a side villain and then they're just thrown away. You know, and mm-hmm. then there's characters who are introduced, never brought up again. The pay, or it's just the poor. And it makes it feel. It makes it feel slow, and it makes yeah. it feel because you're always jumping around, and you you just you know, you have to jump from one thing to the other. Yeah. I just I I I don't know. I feel like it just could have been tightened up so much. I also should say this may not matter at all because I don't think that too many people would disagree that the movie wasn't good. But I did have a, a really bad migraine while I was watching the oh, movie, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it kind of I was just. I had that literally in my mind, and uh, it, maybe that just made me not like the movie more. Uh, I actually forgot about a pro that I forgot to write oh, down, good. if I don't mind going back to it. No, sure, go. I don't know how Disney does it, but their ability with their films like Marvel, not so much with Star Wars, but their ability to make characters look younger than they are, like flashbacks, <laughs> it's insane how good they are at that. Yeah, the Jack Sparrow flashback was dead on. Yeah, like, I saw... Uh, Crybaby Johnny Depp, and uh-huh. I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> they are so good at that. Yeah. I think there is something that's easier about somebody we recognize, you know, uh, as, as their younger self being able to do it that way. But, um, okay. yeah. but yeah, it's, but you're right. I mean, Leia was okay, but she wasn't as good as like we've seen Tony Stark, we've seen, you know, Jack Sparrow. Oh, the Kurt Russell, the just Kurt recently. Russell de aging was amazing. I still think that out of all of them, I think that the uh, Tony Stark one is the most like mind blowing, and it was the one of the first ones too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, cool stuff. Going back to pros, uh, within the first ten minutes, uh, we, we were talking about the ridiculous of this series, yeah, silliness. Yeah, I think that within the first ten minutes of this movie, you're gonna know whether or not you can handle. Yes whether or not you're going to be able to enjoy the movie or not. I will tell you this. The crowd I was in, decent-sized crowd, maybe three-quarters full, mm-hmm. uh, really enjoyed it. Ate Lots it of laughter was you know with it. I had a... Uh, did you ever sit next to an echoer? I had a film echoer two seats over. This is somebody who will repeat lines in the movie because they think they're funny or interesting. <laughs> they just... Really? Yeah, have you ever had this experience? I've never sat next to that person. So, like... Say somebody says something funny, they'll just repeat it. Yeah, to make themselves laugh. <laughs> <laughs> to make themselves laugh, you know, just like that through the whole movie. Wow, <laughs> wow! I've never sat next to that person. Never I sat next to that person. I would kill that. I would kill that person. I would. They would not make it through the credits. Well, they're just—they're not afraid to talk. The other thing an echoer will often do, and this person did this as well is explain things to the person they're sitting with that we all already understood. And so, you know, it's like they're just explaining the movie through the movie. So, yeah. yeah. Um, It's like, it's just one of those people you just want to go, look, it's not your living room. 
It's it, there's other people here. Just be respectful. That's all. You know. I would rather have a migraine than sit next to that person. <laughs> well, I survived it because I would have an aneurysm. It would it would kill me. It would <laughs> literally kill me. Um, I have one more con. Unless you had, anything. I just got my one more thing. So okay. Um, I think the biggest uh sin of this movie is how pointless it is, and that it doesn't progress any story within the pirates universe. I think that is the biggest issue I have with this movie. Now, I might have it, I mean, it, I think it tr- tries too hard to progress some of the stories within the Pirates universe, but I don't feel like it does it in a way that's interesting or compelling. Yeah. Like, I mean, it definitely, because it, there are so many winks and nods in characters in, you know, from previous films, and did you stay for the after credit scene? There was an after credit scene? Yes. So, no, all right, we'll I, talk about I, that I got, in spoilers. Oh, here, here, uh, as soon as the movie was over, I had to go to the next one immediately. So uh, that's okay. what happened there. So, but I guess you can tell me after we're in in spoilers. Yeah, we what, can talk about it in spoilers. You know what uh, this movie sure. felt like to me? Tell me about it. It felt like a mid-season episode of a sitcom. It was just filler. That's what it felt like to me. Like it doesn't progress any story. It's just there for the laughs. Yeah. And I can't stand that. Yeah, for sure. Totally get that. What's your one more thing? One more thing is uh, I have heard in some reviews uh, since I did mine that the action was really dark and hard to to make out. Uh, I did not notice that. Were you uh, in IMAX I was laser? in IMAX laser and it looked gorgeous to me. So I, I really liked how the action looked in this, but I've actually heard that as a con from, from some people. I agree. And I just, I just want to admit yeah. that Man, when you see things in laser, you just see everything. It just looks, you know, so much better. So whenever the two ships, you know, uh, mm-hmm. come together, and then yeah. there's that fight, you can barely see what's going on. Really? Yeah. Oh, you missed you missed some fun stuff. Then there's like a a giant thing, but uh, you can barely <laughs> see what it was. Oh, interesting. I, I that's have, too bad. I have an I, idea of what it was, like at the front of the yeah. So see, for me, that's on movie technology in some ways, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, movie filmmakers have to know that and they have to, to be able to light things brighter so people can see. But at the same time, movie theaters are using dimmer and dimmer bulbs. They're not lighting up the screens like they should. And it's just, you know, and then you add 3D to the top. I can't imagine watching this movie in 3D Ooh. on a regular theater. You wouldn't, I mean, it would just be a black screen. Yeah. So do you think it's more on the theaters or do you think it's more on the production studios? Shared blame. I think. I think it's. Uh, you know what? It's mostly just on the progression of technology. It's not. It's not really anybody's fault. So I guess that would make it the the filmmakers' fault because okay. they need to deal with the technology that's that's in existence now. Okay. So. My one more thing is I hope that it's all over. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't see the post credit scene. Ah. <laughs> ah. Man. All right. All right. You ready to move on to Baywatch? Woo! Let's talk Baywatch. Our team is the elite of the elite. We're the heart and soul of this very beach. We protect when other people don't want to protect. And we go above and beyond. If you want me, you can have me. Some other time. Lifeguard Mitch Buchanan, played by Dwayne Johnson, and a brash new recruit, played by Zac Efron, Uncover a criminal plot that threatens the future of the Bay. Baywatch, based on the old TV show with lots of slow motion beach jogging, has made its way to the big screen. Uh, Did you like it, love it, it was okay, dislike it, or hate it? 
You want to go first? I went first last time. Sure. I disliked it. You disliked even just it? a little bit. I I might even be able to be convinced to you know kind of put a toe in the it was okay water, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, there's there's enough wrong here that I disliked it, and yeah. that's frustrating to me because I was really anticipating this movie. Yeah, I hear you. I had it on my top five. You know that, right? Like we talked about Your that. I had most that, anticipated. I had movies. it at number five and my most anticipated for the summer. That's so sad. It is sad. Do you think it was because of the hype you went in for it? No, I listen. I you know I don't watch trailers, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but so I, mean, I don't know any of that stuff. All I know is it's Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron, two of the most charismatic, fun actors to see on screen. They are just a blast to watch in most movies they mm-hmm. are in. So, and if we're starting with pros, I will say I actually still liked them. I thought they yeah. were charismatic and fun. I will say just real quick, I did like the movie enough to say I liked it. Yeah. So even more than it was okay. Yeah. You liked enough to say you like. I'm glad. This this makes me very happy. I'm excited to hear. To barely enough to say I liked it. So why don't there you is, start then? Tell there me, is a lot wrong with this. Tell movie. me why you liked it. Just like you said, the chemistry that Zach Efron and have and Dwayne Johnson have between each other is amazing. I don't know if it's because these guys have the ability to just make any scene flow with whoever they're on, you know, on set with. Regardless of that, I think it totally works. These guys are great together. They really are good. And and good together. Um, and I and I like I like specifically the way Zac Efron is playing the tone of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's in it enough to get the cheese of it, and at the same time be a real character. Yeah. Um, some of that stuff he in the early stages of his character development is hilarious yeah. because of who he's playing. Yeah. And you know, even more than The Rock, I think he nails the tone. I actually think The Rock almost plays it too serious in this movie. Um, and maybe that's just because he's too good of an actor for a movie like this, which is weird to say. But um, but he's still he's still really good, I think. Yeah. You know, I was afraid that this movie is going to have too many nods to the show and that it was just going to be full of, hey, do you remember this from the show? But it barely had any. I mean, there's there's a few, but the film as a whole is trying to do its own thing and not really rely on anything from the show. Yeah. I really appreciated that. I mean, there were there were plenty of cameos and winks. No, I'm, I'm like I said, there was a few of them, but for the whole, it was like, you know, this isn't the show at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How would you compare it to, I think that obviously the, the biggest comparison would be 21 Jump Street. You know, same kind of idea. Close enough, but 21 is way, way better. Yeah. So much better. I totally agree. And I think there are specific reasons for that. Yeah. Um... And I'll get into that in cons real quick. Do you mind? I don't know if you had any more pros. No, I really didn't. I mean, other than I guess my only other pro would be there is a movie here that I think I would have loved. Yeah. But I don't know that it's one that most people would have loved. And so I don't blame them for not going for this movie. But it would have been the movie that focused more on the lifeguards as superheroes stuff, which that stuff was really cool. Like when they would, there were at least three instances of like savings. Yeah. that happened i loved those scenes like yeah. the, the way they would shoot diving into the water and and that kind of stuff that movie would have been if that was the focus of this movie was kind of a lifeguard superhero film rather than a raunch com i think i would have enjoyed that movie uh, a lot of, a lot more yeah uh biggest uh problem i had with, with this movie is it was insanely formulaic it, it showed no originality and it was just a generic cookie cutter script that we've seen a hundred times before that is so true that was my major con as well is is such a basic plot yeah and you can get away with a basic plot in a comedy where it's joke a minute here's the 21 jump street thing 
That's a pretty basic plot, too. It's not yeah. like that's world-changing, but it's so funny. You forget. And it embraces so much its over-the-top craziness mm-hmm. that you don't, you're not paying attention to that. This movie yeah. wants to take itself seriously enough that you do realize that the plot is way too basic. Yeah. I think. I totally agree. And knowing that this film is going to be R-rated, I assume that there was going to be a few vulgar scenes here and there. But even still, I found that the film had, you know... If they'd trimmed down a few of those, I would have I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Some of them were just gross for grossness sake. Let me make a comparison. Snatched just came out with Amy Schumer, and one of my big things was like every joke was just shock with raunch kind of joke. Yeah. There was nothing clever about it. This movie has a few laughs that I think are outside of that realm. There are a few clever laughs in this movie. Yeah. Um here and there. But it is heavily weighted towards genital humor. Like, it is heavily weighted towards that stuff. And I just, for me, it's like, you can can do better. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't, take a look at movies that are trying to appeal to the whole family, for instance. Like, uh, Pixar movies like Inside Out, right? Yeah. Hilarious stuff in there. You can be smart and clever, uh, and you still can make an adult movie. Like, you can make the same kind of clever humor with stuff that only adults could appreciate, right? Yeah. But instead, you're just trying to shock people with, you know, genitals. <laughs> yeah, a lot of genitals. <laughs> For lot. sure. Yeah. Uh, my one last thing is, uh, actually, it's a pro. There's equal amounts of eye candy. I This is a negative for me. Really? And I, and I want to get into this because I think <laughs> it draws a distinction to how I view sexism, all right? One, one thing I said in my review is that the sexism of the show has not aged well. Like the idea of focusing on parts of women's bodies as they run in slow motion, that kind of thing. And I even said in the review, some people will look at this and go, well, they focus on the men's bodies in this too. Yeah. And think, well, that, then it's not sexist because it's both. No, it's twice as sexist. It doesn't change the fact that you are making someone's value in their physical appearance as opposed to them as a whole person. So it, it just because it's both men and women... That's not a balance. That's just twice as bad. <laughs> My argument against that would be that there is character development where you do care about some of these characters. Is there? I think for Zac Efron and Dwayne Johnson's character and... Uh, so for the men? <laughs> no, I was about to say... Uh, That's not sexist then. For uh, what... Uh, she was the the recruit. Uh, she was the new lifeguard that joined with Zac Efron. Yes. You know, you care about her and, uh, you know, he's not... He's not the sexy one, but, you know, the the tech guy, you know, he he was, you know, there for, you know, just the comedy and you really cared about him, or at least I did. But this the movie, the the focus of that kind of stuff, it just doesn't it just doesn't feel like it fits in kind of our modern understanding of, you know, sexism and those kind of things. It it feels like it just hasn't aged well. And I and I get that we've kind of matured from. Then uh, no, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I, I disagree, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, that was my one last thing. Also, want to know what Zac Efron's diet is, dude? Is it just chicken, like grilled <laughs> just chicken? protein? Just protein. His diet is protein and pull-ups. That's yeah. what his diet is. It's insane. That's so funny that we both had the same one last thing about the jiggliness oh, of really? the movie, but we kind of took different angles on it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to mention? I know we kind of did our one last thing, but uh, if don't go into this movie expecting, you know, Schindler's List or Citizen Kane, expect it to be a Baywatch movie. Having said that, it could have stood to be a little bit more original. 
Like 21 I, Jump Street. I would like to know the person who goes into Baywatch expecting Schindler's List. <laughs> it's not going to change the world. I'm going to this Holocaust drama. It's called Baywatch. <laughs> sorry to say that while you're taking a swig of water. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you just about spit on the microphone. Uh, sorry. No, I was actually about to spit on the laptop. On the laptop. All right, good. Yeah. Before we continue on, heads up, uh, if you'd like to throw a couple bucks our way every month, we'd appreciate it, and we'd love to, you know, give you kind of some fun stuff for doing that. Uh, it's through Patreon, and the podcast network is called Studio DNA, so if you go to patreon.com slash Studio DNA, uh, you can get your own podcast feed that not only has all the podcasts that are on the Studio DNA network, but also the patron pre-shows that only show up in that podcast feed for you. For instance, on the Patreon pre-show today, I went over my sift shame. So I named a bunch of movies I haven't seen that I really should have seen. Uh, if you want to know how that all turned out, you can certainly become a patron at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Okay, let's move on to the SIFT quest. This week it comes, again, from Twitter. If you'd like to get involved in sending us on a SIFT quest, you can do that at Twitter. Uh, you can follow Aaron Dicer, A-A-R-O-N-D-I-C-E-R. Tweet at me there. Or you can email it to us, if that's easier, feedback at SIFTpop.com. I should also say Aaron at SIFTpop.com works as well, uh, if that's easier for you to remember. Uh, but however you want to get us your question, debate, whatever's on your mind, send it that way. Today's SIFT quest comes from Justin on Twitter. At JWilkie13, here's what he asks. Hey, I'm working on a list of 100 movies I've never seen to see over the summer. Any suggestions? Preferably underseen films that make you think. I love this. I love catching up on stuff over the summer, you know, when TV kind of calms down just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you've got a little bit of extra pop culture time. So I think this is a great thing. 100 seems... That's... Uh, aggressive like that's a lot of movies but we see 100 movies in a year and we yeah see... i usually do about 170 but yeah. yeah so 100 over just those three or four months of the summer that that's a lot man better go outside so let's just alternate okay uh, we'll give one back and forth i think we've each chosen five kind yeah. of underseen maybe a little bit thinky movies uh that that you know might be a good idea and if you have them in the chat in the live chat feel free to put them up there and maybe we can throw those out to uh justin as well what do you got andrew my first one is actually one that was actually a buried treasure not too long ago, the movie Disconnect. It's about what are what effect social media and the internet is having on society as a whole, whether it be uh, school bullying of, uh, over the internet now or whether it be uh, uh, scams or uh, uh, sex, uh, all that stuff, how it affects people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not too dissimilar from crash and how it's a spider web of stories that get intertwined but at the same time it's you you care about each story by itself even if it wasn't uh yeah connected uh one of the last uh movies they gave it a 10 out of 10 to very nice disconnect so you can put that one on your list yes. uh i'm gonna throw out there the iron giant oh, i think yeah. it is way underseen uh one of the greatest animated films of all time brad bird's real first foray into direction, um, great work in there by Harry Connick Jr. I think has gives an amazing voice performance in there. Um, some really fun stuff and some really emotional stuff. So if you haven't seen The Iron Giant, that's one I'd, I'd recommend. It's the only time Vin Diesel's ever made me cry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, my my next one is foreign language film, uh, starring Mads Mikkelsen. This also was probably just a buried treasure for me not too long ago. The Hunt, a Danish film. Mm -hmm about uh, the ramifications of what happens whenever a child 
accuses you of uh, sexually assaulting them even though you didn't. And you can prove that you didn't, but at the same time, it's such a dramatic accusation that people just want to blame you for it. And it's horrifying. One of the best films I've ever seen. Uh, Next one I would throw out there is a movie called Digstown. Did you ever see Digstown? Never heard of it. So it's a boxing movie and very underseen. I think from the 90s. Well, if it's a boxing movie, you know I'm going to see it. Um, Really compelling stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed it and it's fun. It has one of the greatest last kind of final fight scenes in a movie uh, that I've ever seen. It's actually been a hot minute since I've seen it too. So I may go back and rewatch it, but it's one I recommend to people and a lot of people just haven't heard of or just kind of flew right by them. But it's called Digstown. D-I-G-G-S-T-O-W-N. Lewis Gossett Jr. Uh, is in it. Lots of fun. Nice. Uh, my next one up, animated movie. Japanese anime uh, from Hayao Miyazaki, Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that Yes, one? I have. Yeah, have you seen the, the English dubbed version with Christian Bale and Billy Crystal? No, I saw the subtitled version. Oh, well, there's a English version. It has like uh, Josh Hutcherson, Christian mm-hmm. Bale, Billy yeah. Crystal, and uh, I found it a lot more fascinating than the because uh, I've said this before whenever it comes to foreign language films if it's live action I always prefer to watch it in the original language but yeah. for some reason whenever I'm watching an anime I prefer a dubbed version I think that may, I actually think that makes sense because you're dealing with a voice performance that is not seen on screen yeah so there's not as much of a disconnect between the performance and the delivery of the audio so there's I think no that makes sense. there's no like you know bad lip mm-hmm. you know like yeah. mimicking or anything well, like even that. if there even if there is you can kind of forgive it more because you can suspend your disbelief a little bit easier with an animated film exactly so you've seen it i highly recommend it every single movie that i'm recommending today is in my personal top 100 movies of all time oh cool that is not the case for me okay Uh, in fact um the iron giant might be the only one that's actually in my top 100 that i'm recommending next one my next one is the way way back uh, just came out a couple years ago uh, about uh, a boy who goes with his family on vacation. I forget to where, somewhere near a beach. Uh, he ends up working at a water park. Um, uh, oh, what's the what's the guy's name that that's um, at the water park? Because he's so great in the movie. Uh, one of my favorite actors, and I'm just blanking on his name. Are you talking about Steve Carell? No, Steve Carell is a is his dad, like his dad, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, there yes, Rockwell is the lifeguard. Underseen and really thoughtful and you know uh, thought provoking emotional film that I that I enjoy. So if you haven't seen the way way back, I'd recommend that. Uh, my next re- recommendation is the movie that made me love Jeff Nichols movies, and it is the uh, Michael Shannon film Take Shelter. Okay. Um, if you if you want a movie that's going to make you think, this is going to make you think because. The basic plot of this movie is this man starts to have nightmares about the end of the world slowly, or this storm, that's a, this apocalyptic storm that's coming, and uh, nobody believes him, obviously, and his child has an illness, so he has to decide, do I pay for her to go and get medical treatment, or do I pay to have this shelter built, so do I help her with her medical issue that... I think she's deaf. I think so. Okay. It's like, do I help her pay to get a hearing aid, or do I help her survive? Because I know this is coming. I something in my bones is telling me it's coming. So the whole movie, you're like, is this storm that he's having these nightmares about coming? And a fascinating movie. Cool. Loved it. Uh, next one I would mention is Tom Cruise in uh, Collateral. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen Collateral, uh, for some reason, I think a lot of people miss that one. Um, but it's Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx, right? And just an incredible, incredible, fun, uh, interesting, uh, interestingly plotted action movie. Yeah. So, do you want to guess where Collateral is in my top 100 movies? Of oh, all do time? you have it in your top 100? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess 65. It's number eight. It's what? my eighth favorite movie of all time. Wow. I love Collateral. I guess that's also a recommend from Andrew then. <laughs> yeah. My eighth favorite movie of all time. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it, unfortunately. I know. Oh, man. Um, It's probably his best performance, Tom Cruise's. And, of course, Jamie Foxx blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. But uh, the dynamic between those two of those guys. It's a fascinating movie. Um, my final recommendation is a movie I think that came out in, man, when did it, it's such an old movie, Bringing Up Baby, one of my favorite movies of all time. My grandma showed it to me because I was raised on, a uh, Turner Classic movies, like, uh, Bowery Boys, uh, mm-hmm. Marx Brothers, but, uh, this movie came out in 1938. Really old movie, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant, those two together, man, they were brilliant. Uh, yeah. But, uh, it's one of the most insane movies they've ever done together have you seen it before where uh katherine hepburn has a a pet leopard yeah 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 it's one of my favorite movies ever i oh, love it so much it doesn't make you think it, it just it's a it's a window into a an, a latter time yeah and i love it so much boy you know man now that you mention kind of older movies there's like a million i want to recommend that like i didn't lesser known hitchcock like hitchcock in... films yeah. yeah like rope if you've never seen rope it's phenomenal a strangers on a train uh you could you could you could make a quarter of your 100 hitchcock movies <laughs> <laughs> like you really could he's so incredible and of course like singing in the rain if you've never seen that you yeah. know you have to see that harvey it's not um, a hitchcock but somebody mentioned it I love yeah jimmy, jimmy stewart. stewart and harvey yeah, the Jimmy Stewart Harvey. Hitchcock stuff is amazing. The Rear Window, <laughs> Vertigo, still all haven't that seen stuff. Rear Window. Wow, yeah, I know. that's that's one you should definitely check out. Well, so, we were planning on having like a uh, uh, a Hitchcock day. Like we still need to do that. I, we I'm totally down need, for it. Need to do that, and and we'll do maybe a special Hitchcock episode after that, and talk about maybe we'll pick like five. Maybe I'll pick five of my favorite lesser known Hitchcocks. I would love to do that, and we'll just watch them one day, and then record a podcast on them because. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of my he's one of my you know I've talked before about how I'm not the typical like geek culture guy where I know like all the geek culture stuff, but I do have my things. Hitchcock yeah. is one of my things. It's like Hitchcock and X Files, and then beyond that, you know, <laughs> I can lack a little bit. Those in are some two of good knowledge. things. Those are two good things. <laughs> uh, my last one was actually Jack Reacher because uh, I think a lot of people skipped it because it looks stupid, but it's actually really fun. First Jack Reacher, not the second one, <laughs> the first one. Yeah, so. I went on a little Tom Cruise streak there at the end. You did. Didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't either until <laughs> I read them back. Uh, thank you, Justin. We appreciate you taking us on the Sift Quest uh, today. So good question. Read fun you, question. Read you fun in, are some of the choices in the um, in the chat if you want. Somebody mentioned Harvey. Gone Baby Gone was mentioned. Obviously, a great choice. Yeah. Children of Men. If you haven't seen that, is one for sure to catch up on. Uh, somebody mentioned Take Shelter is good. Lawless, somebody mentioned, Breaking the Waves. I think Lawless is the uh, Tom Hardy movie that also has Shia LaBeouf. And, uh, <laughs> um, uh, me, Earl, and the Dying Girl was mentioned. Great man, film. That movie made me cry. That is so a great hard. movie. 
That is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, a few from Austin in the chat. Dope, Get Out, Juno in the Fighter. Uh, I would specifically back Get Out in the Fighter from that list. Uh, I'll throw out one more. Uh, Warrior. Yes. Man. Warrior's great. One of my, uh, when somebody asked my top five sports movies, and Warrior was one of my top five sports movies of all yeah. time. And uh, it's just because I'm an MMA guy. I don't mean I don't fight in the MMA, obviously, mm-hmm. but I've always been fascinated by it. And this look into like a kind of like the closest thing there has been to a UFC movie, but the performances in that movie are so stellar. Yeah, it's great. I'm not a UFC fan, yeah. um, but I really loved that movie. That, that what that movie has to say about brotherhood is fabulous. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend Warrior as well. Chocolat. Well, there you go. Thanks again, Justin. We appreciate it. And if you would like to get your question on the Sift Quest, all you got to do is email us, feedback at siftpop.com, or you can tweet me at Aaron Dicer. On to our buried treasure. Andrew, what do you got that uh, you want to let people know about from the area of pop culture? Could be anything. A Hulu original series that we've been discussing, possibly picking up on the show. I started watching it a couple days ago. The Handmaiden's Tale. It's definitely in my list of ones I, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way to catch up on. It is a rough show to watch. That's what everybody says, and that's why it hasn't floated to the top I of my mean, list yet. It is a hard. I mean, it's so good, but it is so uncomfortably like horrific. What is going on in this mm-hmm. show? Yeah, from a uh, from a societal standpoint, like to think if we were to ever get to this point is terrifying yeah but the performances are phenomenal the concept is so original because i don't think anybody this is a show that could never have been made five years ago yeah six years ago the show could never have been made how many episodes in are you uh three okay so i think there's six out now there's six out now but like i said it's so so Man, it's so I don't even know how to say. It. It's and I get it. I get it. Horrific Sometimes, to watch. You don't want to. It can't, you can't binge watch. It. You got to take a break. You're like, wow. That's another thing I've heard is you just you have to watch one episode at a time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I and I get that. There are some things that are hard to watch, but also good to recommend. You know. And I, yeah. I understand that. So definitely not family friendly. Um. But it's well, I mean, because of the the content itself. Exactly. You know, it was even yeah, for sure. What do you got? Um, mine is also not family friendly. Uh, I finally got around to seeing Free Fire, uh, the movie that came out, Ben Wheatley's uh, new film. Basically, it's about a, a, um, a gun exchange gone wrong. And it's an interesting look at what um, kind of a, a different take on a shoot 'em up kind of movie. Uh, I did not love it. It certainly has major flaws. But it is interesting and kind of feels like it's a hybrid of Tarantino... It's a combination of Tarantino and Guy Ritchie in some ways. It just kind of has that sense of humor to it. Army Hammer's in it. Yeah, I was uh, uh, while you were talking, I was looking at this cast list, and I'm like, how have I not heard of this movie? Yeah. Um, so I mention it because I know there are a lot of people who would really love it, even though I just kind of liked it, maybe. Yeah. Um, it, it has some flaws in it for me that it didn't quite gel together, but it might be right up your alley. So uh, if you haven't um, heard about Free Fire, it might be one to check out. Now looks, uh, down the road. It looks like fascinating. I mean, this cast is remarkable. I think Brie Larson was cast before like she blew up. It's great timing for them, you know, to be yeah. able to have Brie Larson and some of those other people in here. So Yeah, we got Cat Marvel in our movie. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true. 
We did it, Andrew. Hey. We did the podcast. Huzzahs. Woot woot. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out with me again this week. Uh, you can check out our stuff. Andrew's at Flick Freaks on YouTube. Just hit 42,000 subscribers. Or 44. Which was 42. it? 42,000 subscribers. The big 420. Congratulations, <laughs> man. I am, I am inching closer to 2,000. I'm like almost there. Hey, you gotta, we're going to have a party when this happens. <laughs> that's right we are. Uh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Together we have almost 44,000. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, you can check my stuff out at Your Movie Friend on YouTube, or uh, you can also look elsewhere online. Just search for Aaron Dicer. You can find a lot of my stuff. We've also got a Patreon going on at patreon.com slash DNA. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks, and there are lots of ways to connect with the show. If you want to leave some feedback, you can go to SoundCloud. Uh, you can tweet at us. Uh, in your iTunes comments, or you can email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you are having a good time listening to this podcast, I bet your movie-loving friends would like it too. Make sure you let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than escaping an execution via cannonball. Spoiler chat for this week's movie should be up in your podcast feed next, and we will see you back next week for maybe some talk on Wonder Woman. I don't even know that I know the Wonder Woman theme. That was it. I know. That's what I was saying. You were doing it. And I was like, I don't even know that I knew that theme. Immediately, I wanted to go to Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman does, does whatever a Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman does. <laughs> but that's not, that's Spider Pig. So yeah, Spider Pig. Yeah, that's exactly. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.